0: Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Damian Williams, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Andy Reid. There's a whole lot to like about the defending Super Bowl champions. Hello, everyone. What's up? Welcome into another episode of Fantasy Football in 15. I am your host, Michael Beller. We are continuing on in our state of the team series our ninth show here eight teams down number nine coming up here number one in a lot of our hearts so welcoming on my co-host Derek Van Riper. Derek how's it going
1: it's going really well and I gotta say I at this point am more interested in watching the Chiefs than probably any other team in the league I think their offense is a a spectacle to behold It
0: certainly is, and it all starts with the guy at the top. We'll get to Patrick Mahomes and the rest of the Chiefs in a second, but to talk Chiefs, we bring on our Chiefs beat writer, Nate Taylor. Nate, thanks for joining us today.
2: Michael, Derek, thanks for having me.
0: You know, this is uh, uh, quite the team, right? Uh, So we've done, as I said off the top, we've done eight of these so far. Uh, And each team, the questions came to me pretty easily. What we want to talk about, what's interesting, especially from a fantasy perspective going into the year. The Chiefs, though, Defending Super Bowl champions, the uh, one of the best, if not the very best, most explosive offense in the league. It was hard to come up with things to talk about because <laughs> it feels like we sort of know what the whole deal is with this team. And, of course, it starts with Patrick Mahomes. If we're thinking about him, I mean, is there anything this team thinks about trying to add to his game or the passing game specifically this season?
2: I, I would say a number of things. You know, first, most people forget that. During the middle of the season, the Chiefs had a number of injuries, particularly on offense. So if the team is healthier this year, perhaps maybe those offensive production uh, may be somewhat higher. The argument that I've made, along with my colleague Seth Kaiser, uh, as part of our coverage for the Chiefs on The Athletic, we've sort of made the argument that is it possible that Patrick Mahomes has not even reached the prime of his career yet? And so going into the third year with Andy Reid as a full-time starter, uh, I've talked to a number of former players who said, you really don't understand Reed's full understanding of the playbook, the complete control and mastery of what he's trying to do um, to the opposition and obviously what your key responsibilities are based on the certain matchups until you get to about the third year. Until you get that third year reps is when you really sort of take off. So the team has obviously added Clyde Edwards Lair, which will be exciting for a number of people in, in fantasy because he can obviously run the ball and catch it and be effective in both sort of roles. So that should help Patrick Mahomes. But if the team stays healthy this year, um, it's there's a case we made that maybe they have numbers similar to 2018 versus what they did last year in the regular season.
1: Yeah, health is a, a bit of an underlying concern, I think, for a few players here. Mahomes, of course, missed time last season. With the knee injury, Nate, is there any reason to believe there's a a long-term concern with the health of Mahomes as a result of that injury, or is that just in the past at this point?
2: It'll be something that we'll monitor, particularly in an unusual training camp setting, right? You know, uh, he's done workouts this this offseason, and the team basically decided that he did not need surgery after the Super Bowl. So that was the first positive sign, but when you have a dislocated kneecap injury like he had in October... It is something that you want to monitor and see if he'll wear a brace moving forward or if he feels complete healthy because of the way the team was able to relocate his kneecap back into place on that night in Denver to where he could obviously come back and return and become the Super Bowl MVP quarterback for the Chiefs. So it'll be something to watch. But I think overall, um, this team understands that if they stay healthy and if they don't make simple mistakes, they will be the team to beat come in the 2020 season.
0: Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the big addition on offense using the final pick of the first round of the draft to get him out of LSU. You mentioned going to be a very exciting guy in the fantasy world. He certainly is getting people excited already. Uh, But it has to be said that Damian Williams played pretty darn well down the Mm -hmm. stretch last year and in the playoffs. It's not like he's someone who you can just shunt off to the side and forget about. So what is the expected this far in advance, not three months before uh, week one, but what's the expected <laughs> breakdown of backfield duties between these two guys?
2: Yeah, so it, it's going to be a a, a a full duo is what I would say. I, I won't say it'll be a 50-50 split but because um, in the last couple years, injury has sort of progressed rookies slowly as the course of the of the season goes along and because they have to understand the, the full scope of the playbook. And for someone like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he has to understand the, the pass protection calls that you know is going to help Mahomes in clear passing situations out of the backfield. So I would say at the start of the year, Damian Williams will get somewhere, I would assume, around sixty-five to seventy percent of the production snaps, touches and then as the season progresses it i think it'll get closer to a more of a 60 40 split or maybe 55 45 split depending on obviously health and availability but i think because damian williams is so good and what he showed you particularly in the super bowl like i would add, i would tell any fantasy owner when damian williams is healthy when the matchup sort of suits him and the team is able to throw him the football just as much as run with him, uh, he can be really effective. A lot of this comes down to the chiefs offensive line. And there was an influx of injuries there as well last year. So that'll be obviously something to watch. But I think as the season goes along, Andy Reid's going to find the specific things that Clyde Edwards, Alaire can do at a high level for a rookie in this league, depending on the speed of the game. And obviously adjusting to just what an NFL defense is compared to what he saw in the sec last year. But I think Damian Williams is sort of the security blanket. He's on the final year of his contract, so he's playing for, obviously, his next deal. So you should get you know pretty good production because of what's down the road for him in terms of his future. And then they'll slowly bring Clyde Edwards' Air along to where if at any point in November, December, you have either running back or perhaps even both running backs on the field to present matchup problems because both guys can be effective in the middle of the field and make people miss in the open field once they have the football. So I think it'll be early... Damian Williams with a much more streamlined sort of duo in the middle of the year, and then obviously there's going to be plays along the way for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to show off his talents.
1: Yeah, I think the tricky thing with Edwards-Hilaire is that he's been handled as a second-round pick in fantasy drafts, and if the, the progression for him to take on a larger role, that takes even just four weeks. It, it may take yeah. longer. Mm-hmm. That's a long time to wait on someone you're drafting in the second round who obviously can be explosive on a per-touch basis, but if he's limited to, I don't know, 8, 10, 12 touches per game initially before becoming the featured back, those are weeks where you're really playing from behind as a fantasy player.
2: Yeah, and some of this really comes down to preseason games, right? Like, the hope I think for every NFL team is they'll still have the the customary four preseason games, but for a rookie specifically on offense understand, okay, Where does Patrick Mahomes want me to be? The reps as to, you know, where I can sort of get better. Um, You need some of those preseason training camp reps to give you a chance to make some impact in September and October. Because if not, it's going to take longer than usual. And that's unfortunate because everybody can obviously understand the talent that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has. But I think a lot of it will come down to how much on-field work will he get in response to what will his responsibilities be come uh, game days when the season does you know, officially start.
0: Yeah, almost sort of like a uh, Miles Sanders treatment in Philadelphia last year, although Sanders was mm-hmm. going more like an eighth-round pick. It was that that uh, that slowly but surely taking over a larger role in the offense was baked into his price. We haven't quite seen that in early drafts with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, let's move out to the pass catchers. Uh, again, this is a team that we know a lot about what they're going to want to do. This season, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, very well-known commodities, locked-in roles in the offense. We know how important they are to this team, but you mentioned off the top uh, that you don't really fully get it until year three in an Andy Reid offense. So let's say that's true. Let's let, let's grant that premise and say that Patrick Mahomes fully gets the Andy Reid offense in his third year. Does that then increase the uh, bottom line possibilities for guys like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey?
2: It does, particularly because Andy Reid has been so much advanced in terms of the pass-first option in an offense. Uh, The Chiefs were were pretty known to throw on first and 10 last year. Um, And people have to remember, Tyreek Hill missed, I think, about four or five games because of his clavicle shoulder injury. He only made, I think, one catch in the season opener, and then he was still a Pro Bowl player (laughs) when the regular season ended. So if he stays healthy, um, he's going to be obviously that deep threat that can make a number of impacts both in the jet sweep game and obviously in sort of trick plays or misdirection um, that have elements to that. For Travis Kelsey, I-, I still think he's sort of in a position to still be in sort of the later part of his prime to where he can still be a thousand yard receiver. He can still get you eight or nine touchdown passes if Patrick Mahomes is available, if the offense is, you know, is as fluid as it's been over recent memory and one thing I'll say about this um, moving forward is the Chiefs were not that great in the red zone in the regular season, and that is a big key for fantasy football um, because once the team gets in the red zone, obviously you want the you know you want the team to score points. The Chiefs were about middle of the pack towards the bottom half in the regular season, but then turned it on in the postseason when everybody was fully healthy and back on track. So there's some levels for them to sort of improve on from a year ago that. Maybe they stay healthy, maybe they are better in the red zone, and maybe Patrick Mahomes, because of that 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 sort of that natural growth you have from going from, you know, first year, second year, third year, maybe all these factors sort of swing statistically in the favor of the Chiefs having a, a slightly better offense that maybe scores more points than they did a year ago.
1: Nate, I think the unknowns in this offense sort of pick up as you look a little further down the depth chart at wide receiver. Sammy Watkins last season caught 52 passes, had 90 targets over 14 games, 673 yards, and he's still just 27 years old. Got into the league at such a young age that he still might be near his physical peak. Is there any room for his role to grow as he enters his third year in Andy Reid's offense?
2: Well, Sammy has made some comments this past offseason that sort of suggest that he wants to be involved more in the offense, which is going to be somewhat difficult, right? Because you still have Tyreek Hill and and Travis Kelsey. But I do think for Sammy Watkins, this is a pivotal year because it's also the final year of his contract. So he wants to prove that he can be a Pro Bowl receiver, that he can be a guy that has 1,000 yards. I think that's only occurred once in his career back when he was with the Buffalo Bills. So there's a chance for Sammy Watkins to maybe – make a little bit more of an improvement. I think Andy Reid's going to try to get him more plays specifically to take advantage of Sammy Watkins' talents because he already knows that based on the film of last year, most defenses either tried to take away Tyreek Hill as a number one option or focused on the middle of the field and trying to bracket uh, Travis Kelsey there from a tight end position. So that does give Sammy Watkins maybe more opportunities in one-on-one situations. Everybody remembers the season opener last year where he sort of Blew the doors off and had 198 yards and three touchdowns, and it almost looked like, okay, maybe this will be the Sammy Watkins that people sort of projected when he came out of the draft. I'm not saying that's going to happen next year, but he wants to have more consistency both in the touchdowns and receptions and yards. And there's a case to be made that if the Chiefs stay past dominant, um, there's a place for him in this offense where he can grow a little while more teams understandably try to take away some of the bigger options available to Patrick Mahomes.
0: Everywhere you look on this offense, there is speed, speed, and more speed. McCole Hardman, another guy who fits that perfectly. Uh, Last year in the 2019 draft, he was seen as almost a potential Tyreek Hill replacement when Hill was potentially facing a suspension. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hardman still uh, ended up getting on the field, just 41 targets, but turned those 41 targets into six touchdowns. Uh, obviously, uh, you mentioned Sammy Watkins has to scrounge around for looks. We can imagine that same <laughs> is going to be true for McCole Hardman, but that speed is just blinding and obvious, and you throw it into this offense, uh, a team that already has so many weapons, it just makes him that much more dangerous. So are there more plans to get him additional looks in the offense this season?
2: There may be just a few bit, a few a bit more, and I think because the team brought everybody back on offense, particularly from the receiving group, so that's Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Demarcus Robinson, who's also entering the final year of his deal, uh, Byron Pringle has been perfective, you know, been really effective on special teams, and obviously you have McColl. So I think he'll be somewhere in the fifty, maybe low sixties in terms of you know receptions and targets. But one reason why I would still encourage people to select McColl Hartman in their drafts is because. All it takes is one defender to miss for McCole Hartman to reach the end zone. And that's what we saw in his six touchdowns, primarily the one touchdown against the Tennessee Titans in the regular season where he caught the ball in the middle of the field and blew right by two Titans defenders. He has electric speed, the guy that comes most comparable to Tyreek Hill, not only on the Chiefs roster, but sort of in the NFL in terms of the the youth and obviously the acceleration and the speed. And so there are times when Andy Reid can just give McCole Hardman the ball in very conventional ways, whether that's a bubble screen, whether that's a sort of swing pass, a jet sweep, some level of a shovel pass. And it's up to McCole Hartman to see if there's an ankle that he can exploit to get into the end zone. So he may not score touchdowns at a at a normal rate for a second year receiver who's got plenty of talent. But there are going to be those moments, I think, this year where he takes the ball, makes a defender miss, and somehow gets into the end zone when the play isn't necessarily designed to go that way. But he does have the speed and athleticism to make such plays happen uh, to help the Chiefs' offense. But he won't get the ball a ton because he's got a lot of veteran guys around him, but he can still be effective when his opportunities are presented.
1: You know, Thinking about this team and obviously the health of Patrick Mahomes is sort of key to making this offense function at its highest level. Outside of Mahomes, is there anybody else, any one player you could see, if they were to get hurt, it might slow things down and and potentially pull the offense to a, a more normal sort of output?
2: I I would still think it would be Tyreek at this moment just because um, every defense pretty much has to play some level back or they can't be as aggressive as they want to be if Tyreek Hill's on the field because he can exploit any one-on-one matchups and obviously Mahomes has the arm strength to get the ball anywhere on the field. And so we sort of watched that and and saw that in mid-October last year where Tyreek Hill was still out and some defenses were able to be aggressive both in man coverage and in blitzing. Just because they knew his speed and his athleticism and his ability to take the top off the defense wasn't on the field. So if Travis Kelsey gets hurt, that's a that's an that's an interesting wrinkle because by the way, he's he's usually never hurt. He's that's one of the best things about Travis Kelsey is not only his consistency, but his availability to the team. But if Travis Kelsey gets hurt, that would be somewhat interesting because we haven't necessarily seen that look in the Mahomes era. But I still think the biggest problem for the Chiefs in terms of health reasons outside of Mahomes as if Tyreek Hill goes down for a considerable amount of, of the season yes you have McCole Hartman but there's only one Tyreek Hill in the NFL
0: Kansas City Chiefs the defending Super Bowl champions it has not been a bad idea to invest in them in the fantasy world in the Patrick Mahomes era that will certainly continue here in 2020 that's our Chiefs beat writer Nate Taylor Nate thanks again for joining us
2: Anytime, fellas. Looking forward to the season, whenever this thing starts.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> are we. You can uh, follow Nate on Twitter at by Nate Taylor, And also, check out our Chiefs podcast, Times Ours, hosted by Nate, Seth Kaiser, and Josh Briscoe. That's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. If you are not yet an Athletic subscriber, you can get a free 30-day trial at theathletic.com slash footballin15. For Derek Van Riper and Nate Taylor, I'm Michael Beller. Fantasy Football in 15 we will be back with you tomorrow.